0: The manila file folder containing information on the case had become dog-eared, the writing across its top edge badly faded after almost six years. It was thin compared to most files kept by police on a homicide investigation. A few dozen pages of offense reports, an itemized list of evidence gathered, copies of statements taken from two suspects who had ultimately pled guilty to the crime, fingerprint cards, and the cold, clinical details of death— Provided by the medical examiner, technically case number eight six h o m zero zero one had been closed since the summer of nineteen eighty six quickly solved through the cooperative efforts of police from Dallas and the neighboring community of Midlothian. But for Sandy Baxter, senior dispatcher for the Midlothian Police Department, the resolution was far from satisfactory. A major piece of the tragic, puzzling story was still missing. It was for that reason that the file remained on her desk instead of being stored away, forgotten, in the department's filing cabinets. While the murder was solved, the identity of the victim remained a disquieting mystery. Less than a mile from the police station, in the tree-shaded, neatly manicured Midlothian Cemetery, only one unidentified body was buried. At the foot of the gravesite sat a simple marker donated by a local funeral home. It read, Unidentified Caucasian, female, date of death, July second, 1986, age 16 to 20 years. Statistically, she was just one of the 169 unidentified victims recorded in Texas since 1975 by the National Clearinghouse for Missing Persons and Unidentified Bodies. The Dallas County Medical Examiner's Office says it alone averages 12 to 15 unknowns annually. To 42-year-old Baxter, a gentle, soft-spoken mother of four, being another figure in a sad collection of statistics was no fitting epitaph, nor was it a proper ending to the investigation. In today's violent age, when reports of senseless murders crowd the morning headlines and the evening news, Law enforcement officers have less time than ever to dwell on yesterday's human indignities. Baxter understands. And that's why, on the day of the Ellis County-funded burial of the unidentified victim, she privately vowed to do all she could to learn the identity of the girl in the grave. "'I felt that somewhere,' she says, "'someone had to be grieving over the disappearance of their daughter.' They had a right to know what had happened to her, and the girl deserved something more than an unmarked grave. Someone owed her the courtesy of finding out who she was. Baxter wouldn't be satisfied until some measure of dignity was afforded the girl's death. In all likelihood, Baxter felt, the young victim was probably a runaway. That, she says, made it hit close to home. When I was growing up, I had a sister who would run away from home, sometimes being gone for months at a time. I remember the agony everyone in the family went through each time she would disappear, not knowing if she was dead or alive for long periods of time. Midlothian Police Chief Roy Vaughan, who was not in office when the murder occurred, admires Baxter's dedication. Because of Sandy, he says, everyone in the department worked on this case at one time or another, trying to find something that might provide a lead to the girl's identity. Frankly, we didn't have much to go on, but because of her, nobody was willing to give up. Clues were scarce. According to the autopsy report, the girl was approximately five foot five and weighed less than 100 pounds. She had slightly wavy black hair and wore salmon pink polish on her fingernails and toenails. In her pierced left ear were three tiny earrings, one red, white, and blue in the shape of a diamond, one blue and black and pear-shaped, another of yellow metal with a tiny red stone. She had also been wearing a small chain necklace with a gold pendant in the shape of a unicorn. Though the coroner fingerprinted the young woman, computer searches locally and nationally failed to produce a match the medical examiner found no evidence of dental work, ruling out yet another time-honored method of identification. Aside from the 21 stab wounds inflicted on the body at the time of the murder, there were no distinguishing marks, no surgical scars or tattoos. While the report listed her as Caucasian, the possibility of the girl being Hispanic or even Indian was not ruled out.